Hey guys, welcome to the Morning Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Um, okay, so uh, we are in hunting season. So uh, that means time with uh, you know coordinating schedules and time and all that stuff with guests is going to be lean. It's going to be lean for the next few months here. So you get to listen to my beautiful voice, unfortunately. I apologize for that. But um, important things I wanted to kind of update you guys on with kind of what's going on with uh, my setup and kind of me going into this season and things I've been trying and things I've been doing and it's you know and how stuff changes Um, the things that you're comfortable with the tools and the equipment and just the layout of things that you're comfortable with uh, that that you're doing uh, changes over time right so I mean case in point while back, right? Not that many months ago, you know, I was a guy that like, man, I don't want bows over 58 inches. I don't, you know, I need a re, uh, a, uh, uh, pistol grip. Uh, I'm not a big longbow fan, you know, like D shaped longbow. I don't like that. I don't like super long bows, uh, blah, 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 blah. I need more of a cut shelf, a shoot off of an elevated rest. Well, lo and behold, you know, this ASL is, you know, right at the top with, you know, my, my favorite bows, right? I mean, it's, I, I love all my bows equally. I think it's kind of like children, although I only have like one child, actual child, but, uh, it's kind of the same thing, right? I mean, if you were to ask me which one, you know, I, I prefer one or the other. Honestly, I've been just, just picking one off the wall. One day it's the ASL, one day it's the Elkhart, one day it's the Grizzly. So, um, that kind of thing. So your taste change, your, your, I guess the things that you like to do change and how you look at certain things change. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So going into the season, um, I wanted to, you know, all the way up until the very last minute, I kind of wanted to streamline my setup and, and see exactly how I wanted to go in the woods, uh, how I wanted to climb, how I wanted to hunt, how I wanted to sit, how, if I was going to, how I was going to come up and go up the tree and come down the tree and, and, and all this stuff, what bozo was going to carry, what, what pack I was going to be carrying. So I'm kind of going to go over a little, a little bit of that just, just, just because just, well, because it's, it's a cool thing to do. Right. Um, so our season started last week. So today is the 20, as I'm recording this, it's the 26th, I believe. So ours opened up on the Saturday. So I'd be like the 17th, I believe, or whatever it was. So like a week and a half ago. And yeah, we go, we can have whatever it was. So uh, I've been out a few times. I actually I got to go out like three times, and I went out today midday, and that was just kind of like a squirrel hunt. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that. Um, so I, I guess like what I wanted to come up with was <sighs> okay. So am I gonna be taking? A tree stand? Am I going to be taking a saddle? Am I going to be taking, you know, three full length sticks or I'm just going to be taking uh, a one stick setup? Am I going to rappel down? So I, I, I did a bunch of videos um, either on YouTube or on Instagram or TikTok, whatever. It doesn't matter. And I went out and practiced. Okay. So as you guys know, I've been kind of doing the, the saddle thing for the past, I don't know, three years, maybe, maybe more, three years, something like that. And I had gotten to the point where it's like, okay, I really don't like hanging in that thing. Well, I don't mind hanging in the saddle. It's just I don't get the shot opportunities. Okay, let me back that up. Not that I have a parade of deer walking in front of me and I'm missing deer. I don't have the shot angles that everyone says, you know, all the, the really, really high proponents of, of saddle hunting saying that it's, it's you know, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's like the, the next best thing and uh, better than tree stands, 360 shootability. You all know that, that that's just a bunch, that, that's a bunch of bullshit. It is absolute just steaming pile of bullshit. That's just not true. You can't get all the angles. You cannot shoot 360 unless you carry as much or more stuff as you would as if you had a tree stand. 
because by the time you have your sticks and your platform and then like an you know another like extra step here and there to go around the tree or ring or ring of steps and this that and the other pretty soon your ultralight super mobile you know uh toothbrush cut in half uh, mil- min- minimalist setup you're carrying all this other extra crap with you right um it's not you're not really saving you're you're not really saving stuff it's just different paraphernalia but it's it's you're not like lessening the amount of crap that you take with you i'm sorry you're just not um and I, I was kind of getting frustrated with uh, with the leaning trees, for example. Um, you couldn't be on the side of the tree that you wanted to be on. Um, just, you know, if it was a leaning tree or a twisting tree or a leaning and twisting tree, which, again, we're going to get to in a little bit here, uh, and, and you, you just couldn't, right? I mean, it's one thing to sit there and, and, you know, climb the thing and go up the high side. Again, you're a pendulum, right? Every time you make a move or every time, you know, you're up in the tree, the gravity wants to pull you to the low side. Well, what if you don't want to hang on the low side? What if you need to be on the other side of the tree for shot angles, for shot opportunities, that kind of stuff? Um, I wasn't getting that with a saddle, no matter what. And even if you brace yourself, and you're standing there bracing yourself, holding yourself in a certain position to be, you know, maybe a little clocked one way or another, you know, even though gravity's trying to pull you down. The minute you go grab your bow and you try to pull that thing back, especially with it with a stick bow, forget it. All those muscles, all those stabilizer muscles and everything like that that you were using to keep yourself in one position, forget it. You are swinging down, okay? So, um, at the near the end of last season... Um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try this Novix Hilo again. I'm going to try a, 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 a tree stand again. And, you know, I like the stand. It needs some work. Uh, I've done some modifications to it, which I'll also get to in a little bit here. But um, I had never been totally comfortable in a tree stand. I hadn't been confident. I mean, you got, it's kind of a running joke, right? I'm like a tree hugger uh, to the point where, like, man, I need to, I need to be, like, touching, like, shoulders with, with the tree trunk. Otherwise, I didn't, I didn't like being farther away from the tree. Uh, didn't you know, didn't, didn't have confidence, um, didn't feel secure. I didn't feel like I can actually turn around and shoot things or twist around and do, you know, get, get shot angles and, and whatnot. And, you know, I wanted to kind of work on that. I wanted to work on my, uh, my, my tree stand game. Okay. Just, just to see, because with a tree stand, you know, you can be in a twisting, you know, leaning, twisty, whatever tree, uh, to a point. And at least have a level platform from, you know, from which to work off of. And then after that level platform, then you can kind of worry about um, shot angles and things like that. But if you're not, you know, it, it's, it's hard enough as it is. So if you're not fighting gravity, that's even better, right? We don't want to fight gravity. That's just, it, it's, it's just dumb. So um, end of last season, I did a few sits in it, you know, I was getting a little bit better. And then early season, early season, preseason this year, um, I actually started just climbing and practicing out of that tree stand. I'd get up, I'd go to the archery range where there's nobody there at like five o'clock in the morning uh, during the summer. Um, and I would climb, you know, I would climb this one tree and I would, you know, take pretend shots or like, you know, shoot like straight down or something like that. And low, and I did probably maybe like three, three definite sits. And I would, and I'm not climbing by the way to like 18, 20 feet with, you know, swaying high winds or anything like that. But I was typically getting, you know, minimum of 12 feet, 12 to 14 feet. And all of a sudden I found myself like really comfortable in a tree stand. And it just, it wasn't an overnight thing, but it was like, oh, it feels better. It feels better. And all of a sudden now I'm like, I am like, like roaring to be 
in a tree stand and I'm, I'm not, I'm not scared to be up in the thing anymore. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how, but, um, it just did. I think those practice sits really helped. Uh, the climbs, uh, really helped. And, you know, it's kind of late, obviously, by the time you guys are listening to this, but I mean, anything, anytime we're heading into a season for something like this, this is why I was kind of harping on about, you know, get your equipment dialed in, get your, uh, procedures dialed in, your logistics dialed in, your backpack, everything that you're going to have, uh, you know, laid out, do it in a certain order and just practice it so that, you know, you're not, you're not dicking around with it at, at, uh, you know, O dark 30, uh, you know, at the base of the tree, you know, your first morning or your first few mornings or whatever, get, get it all set right. So, uh, you know, one, one of them of course was, um, uh, the, the pull down rope, if I was going to repel. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll discuss this in a little bit detail, you know, further. So I had, I originally switched from my pull down rope, right? If I was going to repel, you got to get your, your tether rope back down. So you tie this other little skinnier rope to it. I was using paracord before. Well, paracord's really, really like, like stretchy, stringy, whatever, like boingy kind of thing. So I bought this Dynaglide. It's really skinny, skinny rope, doesn't stretch. Um, and it, it yanks on that like pretty hard. Well, it's not the Dynaglide's fault. Uh, that rope, I, I've given up on repelling, by the way. I'm going to uh, d- discuss that in more detail here, but I've given up on the repelling thing because half the time my tether stays in the tree. It gets stuck. It gets jammed, uh, and, and it just can't pull. But, but it's not the Dynaglide's fault. The Dynaglide rope, um, when I ball that up, no matter how I ball it up, I can do the, I can do the, the thumb and the pinky figure eight kind of configuration and this, that, and the other. No, it turns into a giant tangle. And the very first morning that I even tried this, um, I spent, I, I kid you not, I spent 10 minutes at the base of the tree trying to untangle this thing. Now, that doesn't happen with paracord. I can roll paracord around my, just kind of wrap it around my palm, right, or on my, my hand. It'll work. I can ball it up, which is usually what I do. I ball it up, now, par- probably because it's thicker um, and it's probably more slick, you know, that it doesn't just knot up like that. But even if it has, like, a, a little bit of a tangle, it literally takes, like, 10, 15 seconds to untangle uh, paracord when I just shove it into the, the, one of the pockets on, on, on my pack. Um, the Dynaglide, I've had it twice now be a complete absolute tangle it's 20 24 feet of this stuff and it is an absolute nightmare okay now if you guys are seasoned um uh saddle hunters and propellers and things like that you're gonna say well you're obviously doing something wrong you're it's it's operator error you're stupid well maybe whatever but whatever if it doesn't work for me it doesn't work for me it's it's just that's just the way it is so anyway just 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 things like that so i went i went and did a few practice sets and like I said, I, I got all kinds of confidence. I'm like, man, I can shoot, you know, this way. I can shoot that way. I can even turn around and shoot past the tree to, a, you know, a certain amount, not 360, but at least I have a stable platform to kind of stand on, and I'm feeling more comfortable shooting out, out, out of out of like a out of that rather than having to brace myself and not swing around, um, you know, like, like like a flag or whatever coming off like I do with the saddle, and I was able to get way more accurate, so I can shoot any of my bows out of out of the, the the tree stand i can shoot the 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 long asl i can shoot my shorter uh, uh shorter rows i can shoot all of them and it's 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 hugely upped my confidence um i'll take practice shots down at random leaves or a clump of uh, uh you know a clump of dirt or what have you right it doesn't matter so i did like three three definite i think maybe four of those sits and it helped like tremendously 
Um, I was able to figure out how to climb, how to, how to set the stand and all that stuff. And I, I totally do the, uh, uh, the, the Sam Koviak method, you know, where instead of doing the, you know, getting, getting on the tree stand and you put your knee on the seat and you, you, you lift up with your toe on the platform and it sinks down and you recam it over. I don't do that. Um, he has a video out there saying, hey, the simplest way is just get up there uh, while you're still on your stick, reach over with one foot and stomp straight down. And that, I swear to God, is the, the, the tightest, most secure I've, I've ever felt in a tree stand. I've tried the toe, the toe lift thing before. It doesn't really work uh, for me, you know, this. But the stomping straight down on it absolutely sets that, that stand uh, rock solid and, like, no problem. You can, you can kind of stomp on it a little bit, you know, when you get kind of stepping into it. And then I also, once I'm in, standing on the tree stand, I'll also just stomp one foot down really hard to set it a second time. And, and man, it is like rock solid. I, I, I love that method. Uh, I love that method, first of all, because you're doing, you're doing that stomp once you actually get your angle and everything like that set. So if, you're, if you need to be offset on your tree bracket or something like that, um, uh, you know, for, for, on the seat post, if it's a leaning tree, then you're not going to change that angle. Like a lot of times... Um, if you try to do that toe, the, the, the toe method, right? When you, uh, if, if you're on a leaning tree and it's, and let's just say that the bracket is not like dead straight, it's kind of offset one way or another. Sometimes if you lift up on that, well, it kind of loosens a little bit and then it, that it shifts the angle that you set it at. You wanted it like perfectly vertical. And because you lifted up the platform, well, now that, that seat post, the whole, the whole tree stand vertically uh, in alignment, you know, with what you want can kind of shift one way or another. And it can go from, you know, being on like, the, you know, the two points, let's say that it's like locked in on to kind of shift a little bit to be like one only on one point, And it's not, it's just, it, this method works better for me. You get it, you get it locked in, you get it uh, set um, the way you want, you want, you get it leveled and vertical and all that stuff and then climb in and then stop right down and it's, it, it works. So, you know, Jason, thank you for that idea. That's, 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 that's excellent, excellent idea. So I think that went a great long ways to helping me feel secure because I don't get any of the little micro, little micro wiggles, micro wobbles side to side, um, with, with that. Cause it's not, it's, it's so nice and secure. So, um, that, 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 that's helped me. That's helped me a lot. So another thing that's helped me a lot with, with my shooting and stuff is stump shooting. Um, when I was walking around for turkey season, I did a lot of stump shooting. Last season, I did a lot of stump shooting. This year, uh, when I was walking around, uh, I did a lot of stump shooting. And... <laughs> It's. I know some. You're gonna say I'm gonna sound like the people that say, "Oh, well, I don't shoot great on targets, but I shoot great on animals." Well, I'm not gonna say that because I don't shoot a ton of animals. But my my my, I guess my ability to come to full draw, pick a spot, uh, you know, expand. I'm still using the feather to nose method, but. That of course eventually, and and I knew it would, and I told you guys that it would. Any any of that trigger, the mental trigger, whether it's a clicker or feather to nose or anything like that, eventually turns into, um, you know, insert insert uh, trigger panic, right? So it's going to be like clicker panic or feather to nose panic, right? It still it still happens, and if for some reason it happens to me when I'm shooting at targets, uh, target bales, uh, that kind of thing, right? And dots. I don't I don't do that, but when I'm shooting at like real like in in the, in the real world like, like I'm going to pick that leaf I'm going to pick you know whatever um it for some reason 
just in my mind clicks like okay this this expansion coming to full draw expansion and uh coming back all the way and having a nice clean release it's not even a question in fact uh i get feathered or nose and sometimes i can keep on expanding you know like when i do feathered or nose the way i set my feathers on my jig and everything it's typically around 27 inches um, I found that sometimes, you know, I can come feather to nose. I don't have any kind of panic right, you know, right now, and I can keep expanding backwards and even get even a little more, a uh, little more draw there. So um, that's that's helped me like just leaps and bounds as far as confidence with with any again all three of my bows. Now I shoot them all a little bit different. I have to have a different kind of. Um, sight picture. I don't want to say point of aim, but I have to have a different sight picture for them as far as like the subconscious gap, even though I kind of see the, what, the, what the gap is. But the, 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 this, as far as being able to like look at something, come to full draw, and then come back. For a, long, for a while there, for about a month or two there in, in the summer, I was having like, I was, I was holding short. I was coming, barely, barely coming to anchor, barely getting to the corner of my mouth. And then as far as like expan expansion and, and coming back and, and keep, to, I, I would lock up. Right, and it was just like like for some reason I would hit this 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 barrier, this fake barrier of not being able to to, to pull back and expand and uh, whatever, and, and and my shooting went to crap. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. I know I can shoot. So then when I started shooting uh, stumps again, stump shooting ground, you know, again by stumps I mean I don't really shoot at stumps because you never know if it's if it's actually like soft or not. Um, Plus, I do all my stump shooting with like with like broadheads and things like that when you know during hunting season. Um, so I'll just pick like a side of a dirt, you know, side of a hill, a uh, dirt clod or something like that, or a leaf or or whatever as I'm walking, you know, or you know when I'm in a tree stand or up in a tree somewhere, I'll you know I'll, again I'll pick you know some random thing and I'll shoot down with that and. It's it's like okay, it's not even a problem anymore. Like the shooting part of it is like done. I'm not saying I'm shooting stellar. I'm not shoot, saying I'm like some you know Olympic shooter or whatever. I'm just saying the problems that I had with like staring at like a piece you know a dot, even like a piece of duct tape on like a target bale. For some reason, uh, shooting at actual like like on the you know, on the ground or toward the ground or you know random leaves or across a you know, little mini mini ditch or something like that. It completely alleviated all of that. So I, I'm, that's just I'm, I was so happy because I was kind of worried going into hunting season. Like, man, you know, uh, if if something you know does like pop up in front of me, am I even going to be able to like execute a shot? So I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's 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 one thing to talk about it here when you're not actually you don't have like buck fever in front of you, but you know that 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 shooting the stump shooting has improved um, by confidence in, in, in that just, I don't even think about it anymore. Like I, I go a field now and I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, if, if it's there, I can, I can execute a shot the way I want to, and I'm not going to lock up. So that's, I, I got other things to worry about, like where to be and, you know, actual hunting, you know, and woodsmanship rather than, you know, am I going to be able to execute a shot? So, um, so let's see, we're talking about tree stand, free stand, I'm kind of going through my list over here, one of the stuff I want to talk about. So the confidence is really high. So then I was like, okay, well, if I'm, if it, whichever method I'm going to do, how am I going to climb, right? So I've, I've kind of done all of these. I've done the one stick, I've done the two stick, the three stick, aiders, no aiders, cable aiders, uh, you know, rope aiders, you know, whatever. Um, and then of course there's, there's getting down, but let's just talk about getting up first, first of all. So I bought three hawk helium sticks, full-length hawk helium sticks, and two of those sticks have a two-step aider on them, and one, one of those sticks has a one-step aider on them. So with the, and they're like 15-inch uh, spacing on them, right? Now, I don't mind using aiders. 
Um, I'm very comfortable using aiders probably because I'm comfortable one stick climbing, meaning I'm comfortable being off the side, uh, you know, sideways a little bit or, or, or what have you. So I, I don't, I don't have a problem like finding uh, steps and foot foot loops and footholds and things like that. I, I it doesn't really phase me, um, but it's just a lot of aider and stuff like dangling around that you have to contend with if you're going to wrap it all up and and uh, you know put it on. My my issue with sticks with full length sticks isn't necessarily that you know the, the the sticks themselves, but it's how all of it goes together and uh, how how it. Uh, I guess uh, how to transport everything, how everything uh, you know clicks, you know, one into the other, into the other, and then how you how you attach it to the tree stand, and it's not going to make a lot of noise, and you don't have like 50 different bungees holding it in 50 different ways. So, you know, pr preferably, of course, the easiest by far, by far the easiest is to have three sticks, and you know, climb up nice, solid, full-length sticks, right? I mean, you can't convince me otherwise that there's an easier way to, to get up the tree. Right, a tree, a, a tree uh, strap, strap on sticks. You, you know, put on a lineman's belt, climb up. There you go. Uh, the aiders, of course, get you a little bit higher. So, I, like I said, I've got three of those. I can probably get to, I'm gonna say like 16 feet, probably, with with everything that I've got like that. Um, but then here's a problem. Here's a problem with carrying three sticks. So with three sticks, um, when you when you stack them all, and then you stack them on your tree stand, then you're getting this big spine, this big ridge spine, basically, that uh, uh, you know sticks up from the center and goes away from your body, right? So it acts like a lever, trying to like pull you backward. The more weight, the more sticks you stack, the more it's going to want to kind of pull you back, right? I don't like that. Um, you could put three sticks together and kind of put them sideways. Uh, and, and that kind of cuts down on the profile a little bit, but then again, it's kind of hard to strap down. Uh, so the next one was, okay, what if I do two sticks? So the two sticks with the two aiders on each one. That gets me to just below like 14 feet. It gets me like 13, 13 and a half feet, okay, if I'm, if I'm being honest, including with, with the tree stand, okay? So with the tree stand, which is another like 18 inches above that or something like that, um, I don't really like climbing. Like I'm not one of these guys that like heave hose my way up uh, into my stand just to get like the, you know, another like four or five inches or whatever. I think that's super dangerous. There's a lot of side load, but you know, a decent amount where you're standing on your top, you know, your top step and then you kind of, you know, lift the foot up and you know, you, sh you should be able to just go and like put your foot down onto the platform relatively easily. Um, that'll, that'll get me to just under 14 feet with, with uh, two sticks and, and the aiders and stuff. And I still may do this method. Um, I still may do this method, but, uh, this way, then they can they can lie. One stick can be on one side of the seat post. The other stick can be on the other side of the seat post. So it's a relatively flat profile. Then you got, of course, you got a bungee across all of that stuff to keep all that stuff down. And then uh, you got to decide whether you're going to put a backpack on the back of the uh, tree stand and and use the tree stand uh, strap or the uh, the shoulder straps or whatever to carry it, or you strap the tree stand to your backpack and then use the backpack to, to carry it all in. I guess it all depends for me. Uh, early season, I've been using a door gunner a lot and uh, th that just doesn't have the, the, the same like number of options for compression straps and things like that where it's it's going to securely, it can, but it, it's not as, it's not as uh, I can make it work, but it's not as good um, to make the, uh, uh, the whole package work. So with that one, I've been doing uh, the one stick and the one stick method is is an option, and, I, and that's that's kind of what I'm what I'm preferring right now. But 
Um, again, a leaning, weird kind of dangling trees. Um, it's it's kind of a pain going up and, and, and down. So it'd be a whole lot nicer if we just do like two sticks and, and, and climb to, to where you need to climb to. Uh, so anyway, so with the door gunner, I've been basically I've been using the tree stand, and I've been I've had the the one stick, uh, just kind of strapped in the middle, uh, over the seat post, and my door gunner strapped on top of that, and I do like one, uh, either bungee or ratchet strap, like a shortened ratchet strap. Yes, I use a ratchet strap. I have no problem using a ratchet strap. That's you know quietly and stuff. You can operate it. It's no big deal. But whatever. Uh, that whole package is fine, and it's 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 relatively light, and it's uh, you know I can get in uh, wherever I want. So the other option, of course, would be uh, later season. I'm probably it's not even later season. I'm kind of getting to the point now where you know st I, I carry enough stuff. If I'm going to be if it's going to be like 60s during the day, it's, it still gets kind of like pretty chilly in the morning and pretty ch chilly in the afternoon. So I'm at the point where I'm going to have to carry more stuff like uh, maybe like gloves or. Um, uh, uh, a jacket or something like an extra layer and whatnot. So I'm just going to need more room. Um, I, I've, I've tried doing the minimalist thing with that and I, I, I can't, I always keep coming back to stuff that makes me comfortable. And, uh, yeah, so more layers are going to do that. So anyway, so with, with the shape charge, um, I'll probably strap the tree stand to the shape charge instead of, instead of vice versa. So, um, that's the options. That's the options for carrying. Like I said, uh, just first three sits here, I've been doing the door gunner, and you know it, it's working out just fine. Again, that's just with the one stick. Now, why do I want to not carry the other sticks? Well, again, it's more a matter of how. Uh, I guess it all depends on your tree stand and what sticks you have. So with the Hilo that I have and the Hockey Liam sticks, um, it's just the way the stuff lays out and and how you can bungee things and have them like nice and tight and not rattle around or anything like that that's 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 kind of a that that's kind of the logistical thing that that does that it's not so much the weight i don't really i don't really care about the weight of everything it's just you know dealing with 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 packing everything up i want it to be quick and simple and all that stuff but I'd also like to be, you know, up and down the tree as comfortably and easily as possible. So I don't know. So early season, I've been using the one stick. Now I can, I converted the, uh, I, had a, I have a beast, uh, I guess it's the beast mini stick, right? The shorter one. And that thing's amazing. The standoffs on that thing, the, the tree brackets on that thing, absolutely just like grip the tree like no, like no one's business. I mean, it is absolutely the just ridiculous like amount of bite. I love that stick. It's it's great. Um, I did modify it, of course. I put a cam cleat on there, and I have like a, a all the modifications are from uh, Eastern Woods Outdoors, by the way. So I've got a, a cam cleat, and then the amp steel rope around there, right? So I can just you know quickly do the one stick up. Uh, I've got a little cable uh, cable like handle on top, so I can yank the stick up uh, when I when I reach down and I'm climbing. And I've got a 15 inch cable aider on the bottom. I didn't want to do, I wanted cable aiders. I wanted to try them. It works awesome. Uh, when you're one sticking, you know, multi aiders really don't, you know, get you that much more like to up to like on a normal tree, I can be up at hunting height in like two moves. Right. So, I mean, you, you step up onto the stick one time. So, you know, whatever you, you climb up, move your tether up, reach down. And then in two more iterations than of that, I can be up at you know, again, like 14 feet, some, somewhere around there. It all depends. If I need to do like another third move, that's fine. No big deal. Uh, that that stick is amazing. It's it's it grips really well. Uh, I love I love it. It's super light, and you know, it, it it works amazing. So so far, the last three sits I've done um, uh, with 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 that setup. Okay. Uh, 
doesn't mean that I'm not going to use the hawk heliums. Maybe, maybe I'll next next few times I'll I'll try that and see how I like lugging that stuff around. More weight, obviously, uh, not that big a deal, you know. Not trying to be like a pansy about it, but I mean, sometimes you just don't want to deal with like the longer stuff everywhere, right? Um, not, not even it's not even the weight; it's just the dealing with the length of everything like that. So, um, I might so I might try that. I don't know. So I've, I've got those options now. Um, First, oh, so anyway, so I'll come, we'll, come, we'll come back to the first first couple hunts there. So repellent, coming back down the tree, uh, tried the repelling thing again. Now, I tried the Madrox Safeguard, hated it. Um, I'm using 8mm Oplux, and I, mean, I don't know if it's because of the rope or if a ro different rope would be different, but it was too herky-jerky for me. It was like grip and slip, grip and slip. It, no, it didn't slip. It's just it wasn't smooth going down, right? So... I ditched that. I literally climbed the tree like one, well, twice, you know, in one day. I climbed up, came back, climbed up again, and said, "Nope, no, uh, this is this isn't for me." I, I'm glad I tried it. I know this is the darling of every saddle hunter out there, but I I don't like it. So that that went down the road. Um, but I still wanted to do the rappelling thing because rappelling is it's fun. It's quick. It goes zip right down to the bottom. So uh, rappelling with a munter hitch and an auto block uh, backup. Um, what I did was I actually tied a um, uh, so you guys know, probably I think, you know, that I, I usually, if, if I'm in a tree, I, I always have like two ropes anyway, even j just to be able to just like get around branches and, and things like that. If you need to you know, disconnect, um, so you don't have to disconnect. So you can connect the one above the branch, the second one above the branch, disconnect the first one and, and safely keep going. So what, so in a tree, basically you, you already have like two tethers, whether you're using them to, you know, or two, two uh, tether connections to the tree, whether you, you're using them twice at the same time or not. So one of them actually has like a rope man one on there. So what I would do is while I was hanging off the other tether or standing, you know, with the other connected with the other tether, which is just a Prusik, um, you know, good old Prusik knot, you know, nice, uh, I trust my knots. Um, I would basically the longer rope that I could repel down with that one I think had the uh, uh, the rope man one on it so I would actually take the rope man one off put that in my pocket tie a munter hitch with the uh, carabiner that that that, that went th originally through the through the rope man so now I just tie a munter hitch with it and I already will have have re uh, previously tied a uh, an auto block hitch some ways down that long rope um, so that I don't have to worry about tying a second thing, you know, when it's dark and cold or whatever like that's ready to go. So I'd bring it up and then that one clips to your side and that's the one where that's kind of extra, extra friction kind of thing. And I would, you know, repel down with, uh, with the Munder hitch, super smooth, super, super smooth. Uh, I mean, not, not, not even a, not even a question. The problem is getting that stupid tether out of the tree once you're on the ground. Okay. So I'm batting about 50%. With being able to, uh, you know, use that pull-down rope, like I said, with a Dynaglide that you hook around the loop or somewhere around the knot or or what have you, um, and yank on that thing and actually and pull the rope through and pull the uh, rope back down. I've tried everything. I've tried uh, quick link just to add some weight. I've tried it going around the knot uh, for my girth hitch. I've tried going around the loop. I've tried going around the actual tag end. I've tried it all. No, I've had it stuck every single way. I've tried it. So I can't risk like 50% chance that I'm going to have to like one stick back up all the way up there just to, just to un, uh, un, 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 uh, you know, dislodge my rope so it can come back down again. It completely defeats the purpose of being like mobile and fast and, uh, you know, making things easier on you. 
And if that's, if that's in the back of my mind, I'm not going to do it. Now, personally, again, I don't climb to 20, 25 feet. So one sticking back down, if it takes me three moves to get up, it'll probably take me like th- like four moves to get back down. Not the end of the world. And I'm not making like giant, you know, I'm being careful. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not uh, stretching out how far on the descending, I'm not stretching out like, oh, I'm going to put it as low as I can and then get it just so I can eliminate one move. Because if that stick gets away from me and now you got to figure out how to, we already talked about how to get down emergency ways and that kind of stuff, but I don't want to deal with that. So um, if, you know, it usually takes me like, you know, an extra move or two, or maybe it's something, not even two, an extra move probably going down, then it does go up. It's not the end of the world. And once I'm down, I'm down. I just pack that stuff up and go. I don't have to worry about 25 feet of Dynaglide that's like a, a, a knotted up nightmare. I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, 20 extra feet of rope uh, that takes up more space and trying to get all that rope out of the tree. And, um, you know, I, I, amen to you guys who could figure this out that it works all the time. I'm 50-50 on it. I've tried everything. Um, I, it's it's just, it, it gets stuck sometimes. That's just the way it is. And I said, nope, I'm not going to do it. Even though rappelling's fun, getting the tree out of the, out of the uh, getting the rope out of the tree completely el- eliminates that for me. I don't want to deal with it. So, um, yeah, so I'm just going to basically like one stick back down. Not, not, not a big deal. So, um, so uh, let's see. Saddle. Am I completely giving up on a saddle? No, because I'm actually climbing, right? If I'm going to one stick climb, regardless whether I'm saddle hunting or I'm hunting out of a tree stand, I'm using my saddle to climb with, right? It's super comfortable. Um, it's great. So when I climb, I'm actually using that to, as, as my, as my safety harness as well, instead of a traditional safety harness, um, I'm tying, you know, the rope, you know, behind me kind of thing, kind of drapes over my, my right side. Uh, cause I'm a left, uh, I'm a right-handed shooter. So it, it's, it's on my string side, not my bow side. So it's out of the way. And it just, yeah, it just basically uh, sits there. I'm tied into the tree. I don't have a ton of slack in it. Very little. In fact, I've seen, um, you know, I mean, everyone takes their own risks, right? Obviously, this is this is a similar to a rock climbing harness, but it's not like a uh, like a typical tree stand harness. Will have you know your your tether that goes up your back that connects to the the tree the tree tether. It has some sort of fall arrest system, right? It's got like either um, sewn over uh, tether that kind of like uh, accordions, you know, and accordions opens, accordion opens, you know, so it, it, it slowly kind of like absorbs your, your, your shock kind of thing, or it's got some sort of shock cord in there. Uh, this doesn't obviously have that. Okay. So if you're going to use something like this, you're 100% taking, you know, your own risk. There's a lot of shock that can happen if you have a lot of, um, a slack and you fall, uh, depending on your rope, depending on all this kind of stuff. So, um, but I'm, I'm confident that with, with the minimal amount of slack that I have, my, my, my fall quote unquote would never be more than like a foot. Okay. Uh, I don't, I typically always try to keep the, the slack uh, tightened in. So if I stand up or if I sit down, I, I'm always kind of, kind of adjusting, you know, where that slack is. So I don't have like, you know, like three, four feet of it, you know, coming down. And in fact, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, like, uh, like traditional, 
tree stand hunters where you're wearing like the normal uh, safety vest where, you know, they've got the tree tether like way high and, or, or not way high, but like the high enough. So then it comes there. They're so much slack that it comes down the tree, almost down to the seat post and then goes, you know, to their butt and then goes back up their back and ties in to their, to their uh, harness. Well, you've got like three, four feet of slack in that thing. So you can't tell me that that's safer than having like a foot of slack with, with uh, a non-traditional harness. So anyway, so that's, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm doing. Uh, you guys, of course, make your own decisions. Uh, it's your own, you know, it, it's your own uh, skin up there. So, um, so yeah, so I, I am still hunting out of the saddle or sorry, using the saddle. If I want to hunt saddle hunt for some reason, I have it with me and I don't, I can just climb and just saddle hunt. And if I'm otherwise, I'm just going to use it to climb, you know, as part of my climbing method to go sit in a tree stand. Uh, I took the side pouches off. I had a Kafara side pouch. Uh, I took that off the right side because it was rubbing, you know, when I was sitting down, it would rub against the tree or against the, uh, the you know, the, the seat on the, on the tree stand. I took that off. I know they sell like felt or, uh, or I don't know, some softer, uh, material side pouches and stuff, but I really don't need a side pouch to be honest. Um, I just, I just, I just don't. So that, that, what is it? Uh, I can't remember how many denier cordura, cordura or whatever, but it's, it's kind of, if you rub it against something, right, it's, it's, a the Kafaro small belt pouch is what I was using. If it rubs against the tree, it's going to make noise. So I just took it off. I don't, I don't need it up there. I use it, I use it elsewhere. So, uh, sitting in the tree stand, that's, that's basically, that's basically it. So what, uh, let me see. So this year, so I went out a few times and the first time I went to a place, I saw nothing. Uh, but I, I was again, supremely confident. I walked in a, you know, a, a decent amount, uh, relatively easy walking, but it had my tree stand and I did the one stick climb and I sat there, saw nothing and everything worked out perfect. Everything packed up super nice, super compact. And I was in and out and well, great. You know, it went fine. The second night I went out, I had picked this uh, tree and getting to it is kind of like a nightmare. It's kind of like a longish kind of uh, circuitous kind of path to get to what I wanted to sit at. Now, here's where my decision to do the tree stand shined. Okay. Um, to, oh, well, j just to sum up, I, I did have a deer, a two deer come out, a giant, giant doe come out. Uh, not... I, from the area that I thought they were kind of going to come out because it's right by the marsh. It's right down by the thick stuff. And I got in super, super good, super quiet, got, got in the tree. And, uh, I mean, 15 yards was, was basically 15 yards closer. And I, I would have had a shot. They were so close. Uh, they fed my way. They popped out of uh, some bushes. It was a yearling and, and, and a doe. And I thought they were going to feed toward me. They could have, uh, they had no idea in the world I was there. I played the wind perfectly. It was a really high wind day. Uh, I knew that my, that my scent might be sucking down toward the marsh, but I was counting on the high wind coming in the opposite direction to not have it sucked down that way. And it's exactly what happened, right? So I made all these calculated decisions of, man, it's going to be kind of an off wind. I, I, I throw in a gamble here and it, and it almost worked because they came in, they had no idea I was there. They, in fact, they came up to my ground scent from what I actually walked in because they kind of came diagonally. It's kind of just tough to describe. And um, then they kind of turned right, but they didn't spook. They didn't do anything. Instead, of, they turned right instead of, instead of turning left. If they had turned left, they would have come right toward me. They came so close. I mean, I was I watched them. I could hear them behind this big bush deadfall kind of tree about, I don't know, 
15, 20 yards away, but I couldn't shoot past there, right? They needed to kind of come around that tree, but they were so close, okay? That in the calm, because the winds have started to kind of calm a little bit, which also got me worried, but I, but I was kind of safe, I could actually smell them because their wind was actually coming from them toward me. I could smell them for about five minutes, and that was an awesome experience. When you can smell your quarry, uh, it just it, it really gets get, get your blood pumping. I'd only see them, hear them, but smell them. Man, that's just such a, such a visceral uh, thing. That's why I, I just love hunting. So, um, But that tree that I was in, was a very gnarly I think it's on my Instagram and it and nothing you put on Instagram with with your phone or whatever it really does justice to showing like the three-dimensional like gnarliness of this tree it was it was off in all directions it was leaning it was like like twisting uh, and it had multiple twists going up and I was literally on the outer two you know of, of like points of my bracket uh, on on the tree stand there is no way in hell I would be able to sit there and and uh, have the shot angles facing the direction that I wanted to face had I been in a saddle. Absolutely zero chance. I mean none. Okay, platform or no platform, I don't care. There, there's no way. Um, so I was really impressed with that. It was it was a high wind day. I was swaying around, but I was only about 12, 13 feet up because uh, that's where the cover was. I went right right to the to the uh, cover there, and it was just it was it was awesome setup. Uh, it just again 10, 10, 15 yards didn't work, but it, it was a place I found last year when I was scouting, and I'm like, this is going to be primo. In fact, I actually have it down on my Onyx as like pre like what does it say like high 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 ground oak island and marsh primo spot i think i put it and yeah it's i'm definitely going to go back there i'm going to give it a little while but i'm going to go back there um but this tree it was the only tree that i could be in there's a lot of dead trees there first of all i'm not getting in a dead tree there's a lot of giant huge trees and they're out in the open and so this was like the tree to be in i had to be in this tree and there was no way in hell i would have done it without being in a tree stand so um, that really confirmed to me like okay this is this is good so I did a couple other sit uh, one other sit uh, saw I can't remember where that one was saw nothing but then uh, I found this spot just the other day this other spot down in this gully in another marsh way down and no deer came out but again this tree was has like a big bow in it right I mean it's like a, it's like a bow-legged tree and I was in that one and again I set up so I could kind of shoot, you know, kind of cover multiple trails uh, coming down this kind of ridge, kind of like two two uh, kind of hills came down, a big steep gully, and it went down to the marsh where some trails came off. And I'm like, man, this is perfect. And I could actually shoot like a huge range of motion potentially around this. Now, I didn't see anything in there, but again, the tree stand was rock solid. And it was, you know, it provided me the confidence to be like, yep, I could take shots if I wanted to from here. I could draw my bow. I think I had my my um, my ASL there, and it was absolutely like zero. I mean, zero problems drawing that thing back. Now, um, there was a ton of squirrels. I mean, I probably could have let fly on six different times on on squirrels, or and I, I didn't. And it's really really hard for me to to uh, to restrain. Actually, I did. I did shoot. Try to shoot one kind of far across, but I clipped the branch, and it was it was kind of a far shot. But uh, th throughout basically my sit of about I don't know three three hours, four hours, I, there were squirrels all around me. I mean, they were just so tempting. I mean, again, literally five, six, seven of them would come and go. I probably easily would have had like five, you know another five shots. But like I am coming back to this place.
just for squirrel hunting. So guess what I did today? Midday, I'm like, I'm going back to that place. I'm going squirrel hunting. They're, they got to be there, uh, you know, to the point where I almost started naming them. You know, like there was one little tiny one. Have you ever had like a really, really tiny squirrel that's just like, I called him Spaz because he just, they just kind of like jump around and just do like this. I mean, it's, it's like hot grease on a, or a, you know, grease on a hot pan, like just bouncing around everywhere and just going whatever. So when, when you visit a place enough, you get to be like, oh, that's that squirrel. Oh, that's that little guy. You know, you kind of get to know the animals. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, but um, so I went down there today. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do the tree stand today. I'm going to go in that exact same tree. And I'm going to see if I could have pulled off the angles and the shots and all that stuff uh, in a saddle that I was, you know, potentially or would, would easily have done in the tree stand. And I tell you what, there's, there's no way in hell. Um, my, because it was a leaning tree and a twisted tree and bow-legged tree, I could not stand on this. I could not get in, and actually be on the side of the of the tree and face the way that I was supposed to. Uh, that <clears throat> that I did with the tree stand. I because it was because I was such a pendulum. I couldn't brace my not you know brace myself and draw the bow properly. Uh, in fact, I let fly today. Just did didn't even come you know close to being able to draw the way I was supposed to draw. Probably shouldn't have let the arrow go anyway. But I was I was just trying. I was just I was just trying different things, and it just it there's just no way. I was swinging around. Um, I tried to do the best I can to get kind of on the high side or you know the, so I wouldn't you know get pulled down one way or another. And when you're standing there, man, like my left my left leg is fatigued because I'm basically the way I, I sat there. I stood there. On, on my stick on, th- on the top of my stick for you know I was up there for like two hours maybe just because I was trying to get a good 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 read um, for you know a decent duration in there I was up there for about two hours and again squirrels all around I had uh, spaz that spaz one came again there was another red squirrel there was uh, two grays there was another gray behind me and another one came oh and a, a flock of turkeys by the way in a few days I, I bought a turkey tag today fall turkey uh, second time uh, the other day when I went there, I saw turkeys going up that hill, and today I saw a flock of turkeys going across the hill. So in a few days, October one, fall turkey season, I'm I'm gonna be there. Uh, I, I know I know where to go. I'm I'm gonna hang out over there. So anyway, so for the squirrels, I couldn't I couldn't get shots. I could not get shots. As soon as I went to pick up my bow and kind of draw, um, you know, if I leaned away too far from the tree, I would swing around like a you know like a like a flagpole kind of thing. Um, I, I just I, I couldn't shoot past the tree. I couldn't kick myself around to shoot, you know, the way I wanted to. And even if I could position myself myself to the side of the tree that I wanted to be on, well, then because I'm like hugging the tree with my with my, um, you know, kicking off with one foot and hugging it with the other, uh, and then try trying to draw the draw the bow and not hit stuff and not hit you know my not hit myself with my string and limbs. I mean, it was just, I, I got literally the entire time I had squirrels all around me and I was barely able to get one like, like, like shitty ass uh, excuse for a shot off, which, you know, I knew wasn't going to work anyway. So I couldn't shoot down. I couldn't shoot, you know, so uh, there's no way, there's no way. And that kind of convinced it for me, like, okay, um, I most definitely now that I'm more comfortable in a tree stand, I most definitely will take that because I guarantee you, cannot okay, guarantee you, I guarantee you that I will have had way more arrows launched today because I could actually launch them. Uh, 
I could not get into positions to be able to come to full draw or even like three quarter draw in some positions where I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They're like right there. And I can't, as soon as I move, I swing one way or another and I'm fighting gravity. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay a vertical, you know, and pushing, pushing hard with my left foot, uh, you know, with my left leg. Cause all the, all the weights on that one, cause I'm counteracting, you know, gravity pushing off on that one. It's tiring. It's just, it's just, you know, I don't know. So will I like, Will I like never saddle hunt? No, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably if it's in a nice straight tree and I get somewhere deep and I don't feel like you know if I just want to sit up there like real quick and climb and just you know whatever, that's fine. I, I can get more opportunities. I can actually draw the bow and do those things uh, when it's when I'm not fighting Mother Earth. But when I'm fighting gravity, right? The laws of physics, it just doesn't it just doesn't work. So, anywho, that's probably it. That's kind of my. Um, that's kind of my first like two weeks here, plus like uh, you know pre preseason like warm up, if you will. So uh, I guess I guess the the moral of the story is you know like practice, practice, practice all the stuff before before if you can, you know before all the season any season gets here before all that stuff. If you try something new, do it in practice because you're just going to waste more time going into the woods and, you know, and anything from, like I said, oh, I, sh I really shouldn't be in a saddle. I should be in a stand because I'm, I'm, I'm fighting, you know, gravity sideways and I can't shoot anything to, I'm at the base of the tree and I'm, I'm untangling uh, rope for 15 minutes because, you know, I have to have this rope because of something else in my climbing and hunting method or whatever dictates that I have to have this rope. So all of this stuff has to work together. Uh, it has to gel. So I think that's going to be, that's going to be my thing. I, that's, that's going to be it for me. I'm going to do tree stand. I'm going to do one stick climbing. Probably I'll go out with the, um, uh, with the Hawk helium, uh, uh, full length sticks too. I'm going to try those. And, uh, cause I would prefer to just like, it's, it's easier to not have to dangle and, and climb all the time. I'm only doing it because it's, you know, I'm comfortable doing it, but on a, you know, Again, on a, on a really leaning, twist, twisting tree, it's just easier to just slap those sticks up and kind of, you know, spiral your way up nice and secure instead of, uh, you know, uh, swinging down and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I'm going to try that, but um, I think I think I have my setup right. I've got my bags, um, my backpacks and everything like that all, all kind of sorted out. They're all sorted out, ready to go. Uh, pretty happy with everything. I'm happy with my shooting, happy with my broadheads, uh, shooting swamp sharks. Those things are flying great out of the ASL, and I'm also shooting them out of my Grizzly. They flew great out of the uh, the Grizzly. They didn't fly so great out of the Elkhart for some reason, but the Elkhart's got a 200 grains Wiki Eskimo, um, you know, decent, you know, decent size uh, cut broadhead. So man, all that stuff is just it's yeah, it's good, it's good. So anyway, that's it. It's kind of a shorter episode, but you're probably tired of listening to me uh, ramble on about, about this kind of stuff. So, um, if you made it this far, really appreciate you guys, appreciate that. appreciate you guys listening. Promise I'm going to try and line up more guests and things like that. But man, time is just slipping away between, uh, you know, hunting and, and work and family and all that stuff. And it's just, it, it's tough. It's tough to, uh, you either, you either talk about, you know, hunting and podcasts and stuff where you actually find time to go do it and do all the other stuff and do all the other stuff that earns you time to go hunting. So that's, that's probably the way I'm going to, I'm going to approach it here. So, so anyway, so leave a rating, uh, hugely, hugely, hugely important to leave a rating. I, it's like, I can't even stress that enough. So please do that. I know it takes, 
a little bit of time, but it's greatly appreciated. So like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, subscribe and you know tell all your friends about the Bowhunting Soul YouTube channel and on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. Um, but definitely the YouTube and definitely the Instagram. I'd love to grow those um, a whole lot more, and it's all because of you guys. So it's word of mouth. So get the algorithm going, will you? So um, yeah, what else? And oh, definitely check out the other little mini venture I'm doing with my daughter, the YouTube channel. It's called uh, No Stress Kitchen. It's kind of like a little side venture here. It has nothing to do with hunting, but it's just like cooking and making easy meals and stuff like that. I'm trying to kickstart that pretty good. So, um, you know, uh, a little bit of love over there would be great, greatly appreciated. And of course, I forgot to mention in the beginning of the episode, um, make sure you go and check out the, uh, the Push Archery Center of Knowledge. Uh, the pack, the pack courses at thepusharchery.com. Uh, all kinds of you know online coaching and just incredible courses there to help you. Um, you know, not only be a better shooter, but it's gonna it's gonna in the end you know make you a better bow hunter and everything like that. So make sure you check those guys out. Give them some love too. So all right, uh, I'm done rambling, guys. Um, hope you guys have a great, great and safe season, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks. <laughs>